Oh God. We thank you, oh God. We thank everybody for tuning in to the ELI Prophetic Shift, my God, Podcast Network. Amen. On this morning, on Sunday morning, Nana. Amen. Where are I, Leah, the radio host for this morning? The radio host for this morning, and then Apostle Dr. E.L. Robinson on today. We just thank God for everybody tuning in. Amen. Call us live. Amen. Call us live at 1313-209-8800. Amen. With our ministry code, amen, 615-3528-POUNDS. So for those who are watching live, watching live, amen, on YouTube and the 19 platforms that God has opened up the doors for, we just thank God for what he is doing. Hallelujah. And we thank you, O oh God, on today. Amen. Hallelujah. We're not going to be before you very long, but we're going to talk about a topic. Amen. On today. Amen. I'm gonna, amen. And it was brought up last night. Amen. And I, and I said, Lord, well, what, what, what is you, where are you going? What route are you going this morning? Amen. On this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Amen. We're going to talk about, amen, a conflict of interest in, in, in Christ. The conflict of interest. Amen. In, in Ecclesia, the conflict of interest. Interest that, that everything that uh what everything that versus what is morally right. Sometimes things are morally right may not be ethically right, and some things that are ethically right may not be morally right. Amen. So it creates a uh, a conflict of interest. Amen. A conflict of interest. And when we look at uh, the definition of the conflict of interest, Amen. It's a situation when a person is in a position. And it derives uh, personal benefit from their actions. So basically what they're, what they're saying, amen, when a person, amen, uh, has an interest of a specific thing, but it's not lining up what the main focus is. It's not lining up what the purpose of Christ is. They're not lining up what they're doing. And if they have to say they have a job and they have two sets of people, patients on one side, patients on the other side, and you're pulling uh, the other patients because you want the other business to go out of business, it becomes a conflict of interest. But it also becomes a, a conflict of interest, amen, when the 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 the, uh, the, the enemy, uh, the evil is, is versus good. That's an example of the conflict of interest. And we're going to talk about how to recognize them, how to avoid them, and how to manage them. Amen. Good versus evil. Amen. Good versus evil. The Bible scripture says in Ephesians, it says that we wrestle not against flesh. We wrestle against against the principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this age that we put on the whole arm of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, why would I mention that particular scripture? Yes, why? Because any time that we are in war and we are war with our members, there is a conflict of interest. There's a conflict of interest of what decision are you going to make. Whatever decision are you going to make, is it going to gain, are you going to gain benefits from it, or are you going to lose benefits from it? What decision, amen, are you going to take, amen? Are you going to take the high road, or are you going to take the low road? It's the conflict of interest. You can't have one foot in and one foot out, amen? Do not allow yourself to be lukewarm. Do not allow yourself to be either cold or lukewarm. You're either going to be, you're going to be lukewarm. That's not, that's, that's someone has 
in and out. That's a conflict of interest. You got one foot in and you got one foot out. We don't want to uh, serve Christ in there with our uh, with a conflict of interest. And then two different parties. It's also a situation that concerns two different parties, meaning that we are in war, in the war zone, in the spiritual warfare. Amen. It talks about, amen. Spiritual warfare talks about, amen, uh, what we're wrestling against. And I also tell you what we are up against in the natural sense. Amen. So what we're up against in the spiritual realm is, is, is nothing compared to what we are in the natural sense. Things begin to manifest in the spiritual realm first before it actually starts to uh, manifest in the natural Two different things are going on. Uh, uh, one minute I'm there, one minute I'm, 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 I'm high, and I'm high in the spirit, and the next minute I'm dropping, and then like I'm low, low to the, to, to the loader bar. Amen. That is a, a, a thing. You are, uh, figuring out something. You're having an emotional, uh, situation that's going on in your mind, a, a situation that's going even in the physical, in your physical body. Amen. You're up, you're there, but you're not there. Your mind is there, but you're not really there. Your heart is one is there, but then your heart is not there. That is a conflict of interest. Amen. It says, choose this day who you will serve. Choose this day. Amen. Who you will serve. Amen. And Galatians 1, I think Galatians 1 and 10. If we go to Galatians 1 and 10. Turn to the Bible, turn to your Bible for those who never is ill. Turn to the book of Galatians. Amen. We're going to talk about, and this is a, a, an example of a, a conflict of interest. we got many ones, but this particular one, amen, a conflict of interest. Your conflict of interest is a, a, a caught between your, caught between two opinions, your Thing, what you really want to do versus what you really have the heart to do, but then there's something you just want to do that is contrary to the Word of God or it's contrary to what you're doing. So we are going to turn into that scripture, the Galatians. And if everybody has that scripture, you're going to go to Galatians uh, chapter 1 and 10. Galatians, for those who are listening and just tuning in, Galatians 1. Thank you, Jesus. Galatians 1 and 10. Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Galatians 1 and 10. And it's going to read as the...
Hallelujah. So am I trying to win favor? That, that, that's a question that we oppose today. Amen. That that actually uh, starts the conflict of interest. Amen. When we say that we love God, we say that we honor God. You say that you love him like you say you do. Amen. But your actions are not lining up with him. You say that you worship him. Amen. In entirety. But then it's sometimes when you're down to your lowest, amen, lowest common denominator, amen, you're not worshiping him. He said, am I trying to win favor and approval of men? Are you, are you hired by man or fired by God? Which one? Take your pick. Are you going to be hired by men or are you going to be fired by God? Amen. Because if you're hired by men, you will be fired by God. And if you're hired by God, amen, hallelujah, you'll be fired Hallelujah about men because everything is not lined up. So choose this thing, amen, amen, which direction that you are going to go. Choose which direction of, of, the, of the side. Are you going to stay on the side, which is morally right, or are you going to just go on something that is ethnically right? Are you going to be caught in the midst, in between, in the midst of that, amen, two opinions that whether if I please man, amen, I, I have to please God too. No, it don't work like that. You either going to please God or please man. He said, am I trying to seek a pleasure or, or seek seeking to please someone? We shouldn't have to seek and please nobody. And the only thing we have to do is please, please God. Amen. We please God. Everything that please God. He said, you, he said, he that delight themselves in him shall be given the desires. Amen. The desires. Amen. Those requests that you have put before, you have to delight yourself in him in order for him to release these things to us, in order to release that favor that he has upon our life. Amen. Choose this day where you're going to go. Choose this day what side of the, of the, of the corner or the flip coin. Are you going to be on the tail? Are you going to be on, you know, head? Which part of the side that you're going to flip the coin? Are you going to be on the left side of the street? Are you going to be on the right side of the street? Or are you going to just stay flat in the, in the middle? What is your conflict of interest? What is your conflict of interest? Amen. Turn to the book of Joshua. Amen. Book of Joshua 24. Joshua 24. Amen. And we're going to turn to the 24th verse. 24th Hallelujah. 
Umi? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's on. It's on the jet. You. Oh, oh, okay. Um, no, I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So I'm going to turn it into 24. I'm going to read. And it's going to read from the, I'm going to read from the King James Version. And it says Joshua 24 and 15. And it reads as this. It says, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose this day that you will serve, whether the God which your father served were on the other side of the flood, or or the God of the Amorites, who in the land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, oh God, he said, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. Serve the Lord my God. Hallelujah. He, he, he's telling us it, it's very un, it, it's un, unacceptable in the sight of the Lord to, 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 at this time of age, to make, make up your mind what you're going to do. you either going to stay on this Lord's side or you're going to go on the devil's side. Are you going to stay in the temple of the Holy Ghost or are you going to go and live in the synagogue of Satan? That, that, that's it. He says, Choose for yourself. See, this is an individual thing. This is not something that you 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 telling everybody as a whole. What do you? What is your decision? Yourself is referring to you. Yourself. He said, I'm, I'm telling you. What are you going to do? Are you going to stay in this conflict? Are you going to continue to um to, to worship other gods? Are you going to continue one minute you in the temple and then laying out in the mosque and then the next minute you in the, you you are uh, you worshiping out of God you're having everything else you're putting everything up the enemy what are you doing that is a conflict of interest amen he says which your father served were on the side of the river or the gods of the Amorites and who the land that you live but as for me we will serve the Lord amen regardless of whatever. Amen. And at the ending of that of, of that uh that question, he says, Now, you gotta choose and make up your mind what you're gonna do. You gotta choose and make up your mind where you gonna go. You gotta choose and make up your mind what the next level you want God to take you. You gotta choose, amen, what decision you wanna make. You gotta choose every step because every step that you make, every decision you make, and it should be ordered by the Lord, but if you're not lining up upon line upon line upon precept upon precept, it's gonna make it very difficult. And if that's the reason why that we struggle in the wet the war of the members. The war of the members of our body, our soul, our soul. Sometimes our soul say something different, our heart says something different, but our mind says something completely different. Then it says our spirit man feels a certain way and then our heart is not lining up. So that is a considered as a conflict of interest. Which direction are you gonna do? Because right now what I'm seeing right now, he said it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. What what what's going on? What are we doing? What are we doing outside the four walls? What are we doing? What is the goal? What is the clarity of doing? What are we doing? What are we doing as leadership? What are we doing? Are we loving people? He said love Christ as we love the church. Are we loving on people? Or are we being judgmental? Are we telling are we telling what, what the word says and love on anyhow? And allow the room to 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 are we planting that seed? What are we doing? We can't be caught between 
two opinions. You can't be caught between two decisions. What decision are you going to make? What step are you going to take? Which road are you going to go down to? Which corner are you going to be? Which corner are you going to turn? Which, within the next five years, what are you going to do? What are your plans? Now, even though God said, I, I know the plans that he has for you, but if you're not lining up with the plans and, 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 and a detour is experienced, it becomes a conflict of interest. My God. A conflict of interest. My God. Amen. All right, we're going to turn to Book of First Kings. First Kings. First Kings. Yes. And it's going to be the 18th chapter. First Kings, 18th chapter. Amen. All right. First Kings, 18th chapter. Jesus. And for those who are looking for the scripture, First Kings 18 chapter, and we'll get to the 18th chapter, and then you're going to go to the 21st verse. It's the book right after First Samuel, for those who don't know if they're looking at the book. And it's way before, um, yeah, and it's, uh, yeah, First Kings. And, and what, what, all right. And what chapter, what verse? That's the 24th, 21st, 21st verse. 21st verse. Yes. Uh, 21st verse. Uh, 21st verse. Um, yes, 21st verse. Yeah, yeah, 1st Kings 18 and the 21st yes. verse. Okay. Yes. And Elijah came unto all the people and said, How long have ye between two opinions? Uh, and if the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. <laughs> Basically, what you want to do? You gonna follow him? Yeah. You gonna follow Christ? That's it. How long? That, that's that means you that's it. How long? You gonna keep running in the circle like the children of Israel uh, for forty years and only should have taken ten days? Right. Because they was caught between two opinions. One they wanted serving, then they didn't. Then they want to complain because they didn't get nothing to eat. And then when they got too much to eat, then they say, well, they should have went back home. Then when they get back uh, near the river and they was caught up and they figured God wouldn't make a way because they was caught between two opinions. They didn't know what they wanted to do. Yes. And, and this is where, this is where the, the, the conflict of interest is. Right. Because they, 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 they experience um experiences his manner, they experience his glory, they experience all these things, right, but yet they still was not satisfied. You know, they, they still was not satisfied and then the, when they say hesitate means that they're in a state of procrastination. Sometimes a conflict will cause you to go in the state of you hesitate. A 
because if you're hesitating, that means you are you are in the middle of middle of it, middle of something. So when you are in the middle of something, it's like okay, do I want to like you said, if I want I want, I want if I'm going to follow him, follow God, I'm gonna follow God, but. Uh, but if I follow God, I'm going to lose my friends. If I follow God, I'm going to lose the connections that I have. If I follow God, uh, the ones that, that I had, the connections uh, that I was making little money, and now that I know that they all caught up in all this roots and witchcraft and all this foolishness, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm afraid that if I follow God, then what's going to happen to me? Okay, so that so that you're, you're hesitating. And then I say, okay, well, if I worship the devil, and I, 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 I'm quickening my spirit, I want to get delivered, but, but at some point, but if my friends find out that I want to be delivered, what would they say about me? What would they think about me? How would things change? Uh, how would they act towards me? That is, uh, uh, like you said, the act of um, hesitating between two opinions, which is an example of the conflict of interest. Amen. I don't want to be in, I don't want to have ever experienced the conflict of interest. Amen. A conflict of interest because, amen, that's like walking, walking uh, in between. Uh, it's like walking on a pole. You know, like those, those poles uh, where those trapeze artists, they walk on the poles and they're walking right on that pole. And if they, if they move a certain way, they can fall off that pole. Okay, so that's an example. That's a comfort. If I if I walk the straight way and I know where I'm going, the direction I'm going, I'm going to walk, continue to walk on that trapeze, and I'm going to save myself and keep balance, right? But if I decide that I really don't want to do it no more, I don't want to be in this no more, I don't want to be in the struggle anymore, I don't want to be in the fight anymore, I don't want to suffer anymore, I don't want to endure all this stuff, I don't want to endure the headache, I don't want to endure the heartache, I don't want to endure this, I don't want to do that, I don't want to experience going with that, I don't want to do this, so I'm going to just stay in between. So I can so I don't have to suffer. I can stay in between that I don't have to suffer as much. I'm going to stay in between, but really, do you really understand? It says, choose this day whom you will serve. Choose this day. Make up your mind what you're going to do. What are you going to do? How long, like you said, how long are you going to hesitate doing these things? How long are you going to hesitate to make a decision you want to do something to change your life? How long is it going to take you to, to, to go to the next level? There are some systematic steps that's going to take you, that's going to take you to the next level. But because of the fact you're hesitating, you're not allowing God to open up those doors to let you, allow you to walk in it. My God. My God. He said being halted between two opinions. He said, uh, uh, uh maintaining a, uh, uh, conflict of interest. Amen. Are you going to be the lovers of men or are you going to be the enemies of God? Are you going to love God and be the enemies of men? Choose this day. Make up your mind. What you going to do? How you going to do it? When you going to do it? When you going to start? When you going to move forward? When are you going to go forward and when are you going to keep it moving and don't look back? What are you going to do? How long are you going to worship out of God? How long are you going to put other stuff before me? How long? How long? How long? How long? After a while, His grace has already ran out. Just because we're in the dispensation of grace, don't mean that God don't 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 grace don't run out. Grace, His grace will run out at some point.
based on the individual. If you notice in the beginning of the scripture, when we talked about even in Joshua, when he talked about yourselves, he was talking about them. So if you make a decision, you make a decision because why? You have to seek your own soul salvation. It's not my job to seek your salvation, and it's not your job to seek my salvation. You got to seek your own soul salvation. You know, even though we work together, we work collectively, but at the same time, it's an each of us have an individual walk. So we we got we got to make up our mind what we gonna do. Amen, Prophet. You want to you want to say something? No, no, I, I I agree with you. We can't we can't cut be, we can't cut between two opinions because while while you confuse, the enemy just is taking you out little by little by little, and you'll never accomplish uh-huh. anything. The Holy Spirit don't work against itself if he doesn't allow it. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. It doesn't force itself in to make you make a decision. He mm-hmm. gives you free will. And when we have free will, that's what it is. Say free will, free choices. Choice to live for God or choice not to live for God. A choice to make a decision or just choice not to make a decision. Another choice to say, I don't know what to do. And when I get you in that confused state, all you're going to do is stand still. I ain't going to move. I ain't going to do nothing for the rest of your life because you are confused and you don't make a solid decision about anything. And most people like that, they're confused about everything. They can't make a solid decision. But when you make a decision, what God called you to do, you're going to run with it because you know God promised you. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's going to provision you ahead of time. You know, but if, 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 if you don't be like that, the rest of your life, you're going to be um, a different person. You know, so you have to make a on your right. own. So what's God's best, yes, what God wants me to do best for you. What's best for you in the long run? You're not looking for yes. for today, but we're seeking for tomorrow, next, next level prosperity, next level of education. A uh, next level of a ministry, a, a next level of something. We're constantly growing. A child does not stay one age all its life. No. Nope. Okay? It's born. It's six months, 12 months. It's a year old, two, three. It's constantly elevating and growing and growing and growing. And the same way is it in the, na- in the natural, it's always in the mm-hmm. spiritual. We have to constantly be seeking God for answers, for directions, where we go, what to do, how we live, what we say, who who are friends, who are not our friends, but constantly growing. Um, because if we don't constantly grow, we become stagnant. And we become stagnant, the enemy say, I've got this. They ain't going to move. They ain't going to go. They ain't going to grow. They ain't going to do it. It's going to be uh, 30 years later in the same spot, broke, dusted, and disgusted, and say, I would have, good have, it should have had but I didn't. I missed out on my blessing. Okay, but I don't know about you, but I've decided to get every blessing that God has for me. You know, and that's what he wants us to do as a people, is just to make the decision and then run with it. He told us in the back of, he said to write this thing down and then run with it. And you run with it, and he wrote it down so you could know your path. You can that's write it. something that's down, but you can forget it. But when you write it down, you know that this is where we're going to go. We're going to go like almost like those those automatic uh, uh, little GPS. God gives us a GPS in our life. 
And that GPS will say, turn a right. Then, then, the, then it'll say, make a left. Then you say, uh, come to the corner, uh, 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 take a turn. Cause the GPS is saying, go there, God. God says, go here. Then it says, make a left. Then stop right there. Go here. Go there. Because God's directing us. But if we sit in one spot, we ain't gonna never go nowhere. No. You know, you gotta make up your mind. And when God say enough is enough. When God, when you say God say it's finished, you're finished. When he say don't move, don't move. But when he's telling you constantly, it's time to grow. It's time to learn. It's time to prosper. It's time to staff. It's time to seek the face of God. It's time to seek out and, and go out and witness, witness to people. God is preparing us for the, for the greater. We don't know what greater is, but I know he's preparing us for greater. You know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be saddened because one thing didn't work out. I'm going to move on. You know, I even woke up this morning saying the same thing. I, I got to move on now. I feel, I feel a moving in my spirit. I got to move on now. God got something for me. God got something better for me. God going to do something for me. I feel it in the atmosphere. But if I, if I can't move when God tells me to move, I'm stagnant. Okay. But, mm-hmm. but God's making provisions sometimes, so he'll make us to stop for a while. Yeah. But you don't always stay stand still. You don't stay a, a year old. You don't stay three years old, four years old. We're constantly nope. growing uh, physically as well as spiritually. And one without the other don't make you whole. And you don't want to be a half a woman or half a man. You want to be a whole man. You know, um, uh, just a man like manhood or a man. Man, and when he talks about Adam and Eve, he's talking about men himself and female. Adam and Adam. So that's right. So you, you, we gotta, you can't be stagnant. We gotta grow in him, grow in his grace. Grow in his word and say, I'm not so, going to worry like, about what I don't have. That, that decision where it, it, it has, where it's at the point where, you know, you know, you know what direction you want to go. You know the direction what you want to shift, but you keep going back to the same thing. Going back the same around fans, the same around people, which, which I talked about the spiritual soul tie. When you talk about a spiritual soul tie, that's an example of a conflict of interest. You know what you're supposed to do. You know what direction you're supposed to go. What direction how you're supposed to be. God has spoken to you so many times. God has witnessed to you so many times. The Holy Spirit has revealed so many things, but yet you still are caught between two opinions. And see, this is, this is what he's how long are we going to do that? How long are you going to allow yourself to be continued in a caught up in spiritual soul time? How long is it going to cause you to realize that, that direction, that's not the direction that you need to go? How long is it going to take you to realize that, that's the, that, that, that you think that's the answer when it really is not the answer? How long is it going to take? Why? It's because there is a conflict of interest. You know, we create conflict of interest. God does not create a conflict of interest. He said, "You made you now. You made the choice. When you make a choice, it's a choice whether you're going to go left or go right. Amen. But when you're in the middle, because you haven't made that decision, it does create a conflict, conflict of interest. Amen. It, now, if you're on the enemy side, you're not on a conflict of interest. No, because you have made your decision. But when you're on God's side and you're not, you're not on the enemy side. 
it's still not a conflict of interest. But when you're caught in the middle of it and you're not quite made a decision, what are you going to do for the next 10 years? What are you going to do for the next five years? What are you going to do for the next 30 days? What are you going to do? Why? Because, you know, the, the stagnation. And that's the reason why, amen. Um, I think that's the reason why we're going to go into uh, the book of Samuel. The book of Samuel, we're going to talk about the book of Samuel because it talks about Exactly what you were saying. Amen. Hallelujah. I know I woke up this morning, and I was telling my, uh, my, my girlfriend, I said, I said, today is a new day. I said, I'm not going to stay in this situation for the rest of my life. I said, no more. I, said, I felt like today was the day I had to, had to make a move in the spirit. I said, I'm gonna make, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna stay in the situation. I said, I refuse to go in the situation that I've been doing at close to 30 years now, and things don't change. People don't change. You can't make somebody to do nothing that don't wanna do. You can't make nobody love you that wanna love you. You can't make nobody do what right if they don't wanna do right. Okay? And they use excuses. And I said, I, you know, one thing is I said for a long time, I didn't want to go through this again. I held on. I held on. But I woke up this morning, and I said, no more. I said, this is a new day and a new attitude. Okay? And I said that to myself. I said, Lord, help me. Help me, because I feel a change in my life. I don't know where. I don't know how. But I know I'm not going to be in this situation in the last, in the next 45 days. So I'm going to start out, I'm starting out afresh with everything. Everything ain't right around me, got to go. Everything that's not with, with me or for me ain't going to do right by me. I heard God say, no, it's time to go. And I, I heard that this morning. I woke up in the morning and I wrote down some things I'm going to start doing um, on Monday morning. Because I said to myself, God gave me the go-ahead today to make a move. Yes, sir. And I ain't looking back. Because God told me uh, as well. He said, and the yes is the yet, the best is yet to come. He gave me that from a backer early this morning. That, that my, the yet is the best to come for me and my life. But when the enemy comes, try to destroy you in a, 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 a two Two bad situations, but God said, because I got something the best for you. So um, I, I made up in my mind. God said, it's time to make a move. And I said, Lord, I thank you. That's all I was waiting for. His go, oh, his go again. So that's what you have to do. You can't make nobody do nothing they want to do. You ain't got to make nobody change what they want to change. If they want to say, stay on stupid, let them stay on stupid. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I heard uh, that scripture say, I hear God's calling me. <laughs> Out. <laughs> My God. Oh. <laughs> Done. Oh. I hear God's calling me. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. And I told two people that today, just on the, on the phone. I say, I feel something new and fresh in my life. And God got the best for me. Well, I ain't was looking for, but I know what God said. It's coming. God said it's coming. God says it's coming for me. 
The best thing I ever thought couldn't would even imagine in my life. But God said it's come. Mm-hmm. So when you you pray and you wait, but you can't make you can't make nobody do what they don't want to do. You can't push nobody to another level. They got to be able to go to, on their next level freely on their own. Okay, you got to be able to say, Lord, I need to go up higher. Push me there. Help me get there. Direct me, my path, because I can't do nothing for me if me is stagnant. <laughs> yeah. My God. My God, my God. Amen. Amen. You got the book of Samuel, the book of uh, First Samuel in third chapter. Amen. First Samuel. Uh, the third chapter? Yes. Jesus. First Samuel, third chapter. And we're going to start at the second verse. All the way down to hold on. Jesus. You wanna read you wanna read second second to the eighteenth verse. And this is this is the bulk of where this where you see an example of uh, a, a perfect example of interest. Talk about that tonight for this morning. Uh, we're gonna start at the second through the eighteenth. Verse 6, and the Lord called yet again, 
Samuel, and Samuel, Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not. My son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. Eight, and the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli, the Lord, had called Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be, if all be, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thou servant, hear it. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called at another time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel answered, uh, uh, Speak, for thou servant hearest. And Samuel says, um, verse 11, And the Lord said Samuel, Behold, I will do a new thing in Israel, in which both ears of everyone that heareth uh, it shall tingle. Mm-hmm. In that day I will perform against God all things which have spoken concerning him and his house. And when I can, I will make an end. Thirteen. For I have told you that I will judge this house ever, forever, for the iniquity which he knoweth not, because his sons made themselves vile, and he withstanding them not. And therefore I poured mm-hmm. unto the house of Eli that thou iniquity of Eli, how shall not be heard with sacrifice, no offering forever. Fifteen says, and Samuel lay down in the morning and opened doors of the house, and the Lord and Samuel feared to show Eli vision. And Eli called mm-hmm. Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he answered, Here I am I. 17 says, And he said, What is it? Say that the Lord has said unto thee. I pray thee, hide it not from me. God, mm-hmm. so to thee, and more also. If thou hide any 
things from me. All the things that he said unto thee. Satan says, and Samuel told him every witch and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seemeth him good. Amen. Now we hear out a situation here, amen, Eli, you know, Eli was the priest, amen, here it is, he had two sons, and these two sons that were priests, but they was doing some unlawfully stuff, uh, simple behavior in the, in the temple, um, everything was going on except that, that, that wasn't supposed to be going on, was going on, and because Eli, Eli allowed that, even because of his old age, God was not pleased with that. So God had to utilize and, and use a little boy who was seven years old, a little boy to, to, to speak. And, and it was amazing because when, when the little boy named, he was called out so many times because, of, because like you say, he didn't have that relationship or he wasn't intimate as of yet. He wasn't able to identify that. But when Eli... He went to Eli, Eli told Eli, you know, asked him, did you call me? I didn't call you, I didn't call you, I didn't call you. And he says, well, if you lie down again, and if it's, if it's God speaking to you, then you tell him, speak. You know, so it's like Eli was training him as if he was going to become a successor after after all that, whatever. But uh, uh, God was already equipping, equipping this little prophet. He was already equipping him already. And, and, and when he began to speak to, you know, when God revealed to him what was going on, this little boy, this little boy did not have no clue what was going on in the temple. Okay, he had no clue. You know that they, 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 they didn't they uh, didn't allow him because of this age. They didn't allow him to, to go in the temple like that because that's all that stuff was going on. Okay, sexual perversion, incest, everything was going on in that thing, like like a modern day Solomon Gomorrah. And, and, and when God began to reveal to Eli, uh, to, to Samuel about it, uh, um, and tell you, Samuel was scared. He like, he could have just told him that night, but he was like, I, I don't think Eli gonna be ready for this because he felt like Eli was older. You know, Eli was like a granddad to him. You know, and he said, I don't think he was, you know, be ready for that. So he went and laid down and went to sleep. And when he woke up, then that's when he got up. He was afraid. He was really afraid. He went to the temple about it. So he said, okay, I got to go to God now. I got to go to God for myself, even at eight, a young age of seven years old. So that lets you know that God does not exempt you from your age. You can start, you can you can give your life to Christ, you know, at seven years old or six years old. And, and, and look at this, this little boy at seven years old had a greater accountability than, a, than an adult. Um, and, and he carried that message. He carried that message over to Eli. And when Eli took what he said, you know, he said, listen, because you know what your 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 children were doing in the in the uh, in the camp in the temple was unacceptable and it was unholy and it was so corrupted and because of that and because you did not put a stop to it, you lie. You didn't put a stop to it. Judgment is not going to just fall on your house, but the judgment going to fall on every generation thereafter. So every generation after thereafter will be affected because of the fact of one little decision. Amen. Uh, the here it is uh, an example of a conflict of interest. He could have solved that problem, right? 
told his boys, listen, y'all know y'all doing some unholy stuff. Y'all put y'all behind down. Because if I'm not going to, if this is going to go on in the, in the temple, I'm not going to allow this to go in the temple. But because you was up in the air, because you was, uh, you know, up in the air, you was um, almost like complacent. Like, it, you know, ain't nothing I can do right now. I mean, they're taking over right now. God is holding him, Eli, even Eli, Eli at, even at that old age of cannibal, um, because of the fact that he was supposed to be the one that set that prime example. And, and the conflict of interest becomes because of the fact that he did not go to his sons and rebuke his sons. He did not go to his sons and tell them to sit their tails down and get it right. He did not tell them to look, y'all acting like a bunch of whores and little pimps. Y'all need to sit your mind down and cut this crap out. He could, he didn't even do that. So there it is. It, a conflict of interest means that, that Eli was caught between two opinions. And when uh, uh, God used this little boy, used Samuel, and, and told Samuel about it, and Samuel, Samuel was afraid to tell him. And then when Samuel uh, spoke to him and told him that the judgment that that this uh, that is getting ready, that that is taking place on the house, right? Unless they 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 get forgiven, but. Uh, and, he, and, and the funny thing is with, with Eli, Eli said whatever happened whatever God said is going to be like as if he already knew okay this is the punishment this is what I'm getting a uh, punishment for because now uh, I accepted it so now when he accepted the minute that he accepted that judgment he is no longer in the midst of conflict of interest anymore why? because he admitted that he has, he admitted it was wrong he admitted that the situation was out of order, and he really he, he understand that he received from from God Himself through the Holy Ghost through Samuel what the judgment was. So he is no longer in a conflict of interest. And so we got to make sure, like within this system, that we got to be no more, like you said, in a conflict of interest, trying to figure out what we're gonna do, what's the next, you know, what are you gonna do, what's the next thing you're gonna do, what you know. You should already know what you're supposed to do. If you're not doing what you're supposed to do, that means that you are still in a state of conflict of interest. Amen? Go ahead, property. Yes, and, and my thing was, the interesting part about that was, the uh, Eli, the, the he knew he had to know what was going on with his children. Right. He had to know his children was doing all kind of stuff uh, in the temple, and, 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 I mean, because stuff like that got around. But he ignored it because they were his children. And because he was telling everybody else what to do, you know. But he told, but right. he ignored his children. And his, he allowed yeah. his children to do all kind of stuff because he didn't want to confront his own mess from his own seed. But then because someone had to go to talk, use a child that was purely innocent who could hear from God. But the preacher couldn't hear. <laughs> the preacher Come on. couldn't understand. That's bad. What was That's that? bad. You know, the preacher was worried about his 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 legacy wasn't his children was doing because figured out that his children would be next in line. Uh uh, control of the temple, right? You know? But see, talking about picking about because it's your family members. Like some churches, they do stuff because it's a family member in charge. Uh, family come on, members, come on, you know, open up the camera. Go ahead. Shout out. You know, it's because it's, it's my cousin. It's my cousin. It's my friend.
friends that sit that in the other, and because you give the, you put more offering and more money in the offering, uh, but the other people don't have a lot of money, but they put what they got, but, but the one who got the most money or the biggest car, or get or close to the pastor, those ones get the, get the extra special treatment. Okay? So God had to use an innocent child that was, that basically grew up in the temple, because after he was weaned off from his mother's bosom, he took his child, her child to the temple. Because God yeah. told her to do it. Okay? But the preacher didn't want to hear, hear the truth. And we have to be under, be careful because we get so high-minded, so earthly good, that we don't want to confront sin. We don't, have to, we don't want to confront lying. We don't have to confront cheating. We don't have to confront confront uh uh playing lotto let you don't come to confront all this mess and you know it's wrong because it ain't nowhere in the bible says you could uh 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 gamble for money the only way you talked about gambling is when they was gambling for the robe of jesus at the foot of the cross okay and even they said to themselves you know what this man must be surely the son of god okay and those are the ones that was authority because people don't like to clean their own dirty house. But they'll go somebody and, and pay somebody else to pay, clean their dirty house, but they ain't want to clean their own dirty, nasty house. You know, I don't want to go and clean nobody else's house. It's my house nasty. Okay, and this is what the prophet was doing. He wanted to clean everybody else's house. This the same mother that, that he told him uh, on the seed before, um, you must be drunk. Why are you crying like that? He said, no, right. my Lord. I only have a man. I'm a woman with a sorrowful spirit because I can't have a child. This child from the womb was a godly child. You know, so we just have to pray, especially for leadership, pray for people in ministry that get stagnant and get stuck and just don't know what to do. Instead of going forward, you can only back up so much in your car, and the you and 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 after a while, you use your uh, transmission to die. You have to go forward. You know, so I praise God for that. You know how God talks to a child that never heard the voice of God. You know, you know, and maybe 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 the preacher didn't realize it was God. You know, why do you have to go back three times? If the, if the preacher knew he was God, God was talking, he said, if he comes, call you back again a third time. <laughs> he didn't say, he said, he didn't say when you call me back, Mr. He said, no, if. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the preacher probably had lost his, his spiritual hearing for God. Yeah. Because he allowed his children to do all kind of mess. You don't look favored. You look. You listen to Jesus. Your next parent. And, and also says, also says, like when he was talking about at the beginning, remember at the beginning, uh, I think it's the first. I don't know the first, the first verse or the second verse. I think it's the second verse when he talks about his, his eyesight. When he talks about his eyesight, right? He came straight down, and he could not see well. So it also represent also 
in the spiritual realm too. Yeah. I think it was more I think it was more in the spiritual realm as opposed to the natural. Yeah, I mean, he said it's uh, dim. He said I, he said I was dim. Dim means you can't see right. it clearly. Okay? Right. And so he couldn't see. He couldn't he couldn't hear from God. He couldn't nope. spiritually hear from God. Because he did, nope. like I said, he would have he would have said well, well, if he called back, he said, but well, when he come back, he said, but if he calls you again, come back again. Right. Then you answer. So, I mean, the, the child hear God and the preacher them. The prophet of the house. Right. The baby them. Everybody can hear, but the preacher the one supposed to have the word. Mm-hmm. That's why preachers go out and get everybody else to be the pastor of the church. Uh, the, the family members and said, well, no, you're my family member, but God chose this one. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's not... And they don't realize that they know God's going to hold you accountable. God will hold you accountable. Okay? Yeah. So you can get somebody to... You put in your family member be in charge of it, but that per, that person might be a good speaker. But are they filled with the Holy Ghost and anointed to bring the word? Okay. It's a difference. And if you want your church to survive, if you want that thing to go and prosper, even after you leave a legacy, it won't go any further because that person has not called and anointed and appointed to be in that position. You don't go by your bloodline. Your bloodline is Jesus. And this is what happened with Samuel. He was trying to keep a bloodline. He was trying. To, he wasn't trying to get, get get God's word for himself. But apparently, he couldn't hear God's spirit anymore. That's why he talked to the child. And he still didn't talk because when he came back the next day, he says, "He said, Samuel, let me know. Tell me what the Lord says." So if he knew what the Lord said, he wouldn't ask the child. No. Nope. He said everything. <laughs> uh, see, you know, kids got kids got good. Kids got good uh, recollection. They, 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 they. Once you tell them something, a kid can memorize anything. What you say? That's why you have to be careful with the kids. And have the kids how you tell our kids. They can hear everything that everything that they That's right. And they can tell you if somebody comes in that's got a nasty spirit, a mean spirit. And, and a good yes. spirit. They continue. Right. Kids are very smart. Because that spirit's not right. Yeah. yeah the kids are the kids can mm-hmm. They can't tell. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. We thank God for we thank God for this morning. Mm-hmm. We had to go go and get in here today. Mm-hmm. We thank God for uh, son in this season. We thank God for people uh, calling in, amen. So we just thank God for this blessing. Amen. We just pray that everybody begins to promptly tune in throughout the week, amen. Uh, and we just continue to give God glory. Thank God for this blessing. Anything else, Prophet, you want to kind of share before we close out? Amen. We just pray God. I enjoyed myself, and I thank God to let me know. That if you don't do what God called you to do, he'll raise up a child to do it. Okay? He will raise up a child that you can't spiritually hear from God 
for somebody else to do it. The same way he talked to the donkey. The, the, the animal talked to, to let him know that the, there's a sword that's sitting there to kill, to kill uh, an angel, to kill him. Okay? And he opened the mouth of a, a, a donkey who wasn't supposed to speak, who couldn't have a, had a, had a vocal cord. But God created a vocal cord for an animal, a donkey, to say, look at here, don't you see all these times I don't obeyed you? And if I didn't hear you this time, you'd have been dead? So God used when we don't want to hear. And it's not because sometimes we don't want to hear it, we just don't want to do it. That, that's the major thing right there. My God, my God, my God. Amen. So we thank God on today. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for the word this morning, glory. And this is glorious in your word. God, anytime we get to go before the